Hello. Hi. Thank you for joining me today. Uh, today, I want to share with you some news. Uh, first, uh, let's take a look. The first one will be uh, De De Deloitte, uh, Deloitte, um, uh, Deloitte Digital and Snap Inc. report reveals the rich and tapped future of augmented reality for customers' experience. Okay, so this news is um, PRNewswire.com and uh, uh, it's written by Deloitte uh, Digital. Yeah. Hello, Stephanie. <laughs> yeah. Hi. Uh, if you want to uh, talk or say hi, you can uh, press the, the button. Uh, it's in the middle and there is a raise hand button. Do you want to try it? And you can say hi and, and you can mute it. Try it. Hello. 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 Yeah. Oh, nice. Cool. <laughs> yeah. And then I could just mute myself. Yes, yes. You can mute yourself and you can talk. And yeah. And then um, as for speakers, you can just join in and start talking. But as for audience, uh, you need to raise your hand and um, I will bring to the virtual stage, which is <laughs> bring you top to the layer. Yeah, so this is how how it works. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's fine. Oh, cool. Yeah, no, just make, just make me your, your audience member. Oh. I'm, I'm just going to be listening because okay. I got to get ready for yeah. the uh, Yeah, 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 sure. Yeah. I mean, it's just like 20 minutes. Yeah, you, you can mute yourself. It should be fine. Yeah, so I just oh. talk to myself. <laughs> Okay. okay, cool, cool, cool. Awesome. Okay, yeah. Cool. All right, I'll keep myself on mute. Cool, cool. Thank you. Thank you for joining me, Stephanie. Okay, so today's news, the first one is Deloitte uh, Digital and Snap Inc. report uh, revealed uh, the rich and tapped future of augmented reality for customers' experience. Okay, so basically this uh, news, hello, Stefan. Hello. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Thank you for joining me. Of course, of course. Sorry, my meeting ran over a little time. Oh, oh, thank you. No worries. Yeah, so today, yeah, let me recap. Uh, today's news, the first one is on prnewswire.com. And uh, uh, the title is called uh, Deloitte Digital and Snap Inc. Report Reveals the Rich and Tapped Feature of uh, future of augmented reality for customer experience. So yeah, it's uh, uh, provided by Deloitte uh, Digital. Uh, and the subtitle is with 74% of global customers expecting augmented reality to be more, uh, even more important in their lives in the next five years. AR has the power to define a brand's digital customer experience and mobile engagement. So in this news, it's pretty much saying that uh, in the nearby future, AR will play really important part in our lives. So yeah, so uh, um, I would say uh, as for the numbers, currently 67% of customers use AR primarily at home for functions, including communications, 74%, uh, gaming, 55%, media and entertainment, 52%, and shopping, 41%. So pretty much AR uh, is pretty much growing right now. And especially with COVID, 
uh, uh, pandemic restriction reinforce AR as a way to bridge between the physical and digital. And now worldwide spend on AR VR is expected to accelerate from just uh, right now is $12 billion this year, but it will be $72.5 billion in 2024. Uh, so uh, yeah, so uh, pretty much AR can definitely help us to, you know, not only doing the retail communication, gaming, entertainment, and shopping, but also, um, you know, bring us another layers of it. Uh, any thoughts of this news or any feedback? Stefan? Um, you know, it seems like a pretty, uh, pretty lightweight article. Um, I think there is definitely where you know, people want AR, people want VR. Um, but it's how do we deliver the right content in the right application. Um, those verticals that you were talking about are, you know, pretty vanilla. So, um, yeah, I, I, it's good though to have a market pulse, like kind of, you know, those poll surveys or, or whatever, um, Pew Research Survey, excuse me, where, uh, just getting the pulse of the situation Do you, do people like this? Do people want this? Um, to validate. I mean, that's so important. Uh, it's such an important step in the product um, development and uh, design and creation lifecycle. So maybe that's the first step. Um, but yeah, it's good to hear that people, uh, people still want it, people still need it. Yeah, thank you for sharing. Stephanie, do you want to share anything? Okay, it's fine. Okay, so that's um, Oops, sorry, I'm a little bit new at this. Um, no, I think I agree with, with Stefan. Sorry if I'm breaking up, by the way. Um, it's I've been looking into the AR and VR space for a bit too, and um, yeah, a lot of it, I, it's kind of difficult to see like any extra areas that like maybe AR and VR can lead us into. So um, yeah, I definitely agree with what Stefan has to say about like finding a good market fit. Um, I think that's, that's super important. We don't just want to squeeze it into um, places that people don't really need it. So yeah. Yeah, thank you for Stefan and Stephanie's share. Uh, yeah, and another news is pretty cool is um, uh, the um, the site called taskandpurpose.com, T-A-S-K and purpose, P-U-R-P-O-S. And the title is called The Air Force is Using Virtual Reality. Hi, Yvonne, do you want to um, raise your hand so I can add you to the, um, you know, give you a speaker? Uh, bring you up to the stage. Uh, the raise hand button is uh, at the button, the middle one. You see there is a paper, yes, that one, yes. Hey, hi, Yvonne. Yeah, cool, cool, so, hi. Yeah, mm, yeah, cool, so yeah, so I just talk about another news which is on um, task and purpose. And the, the title is called The Air Force is Using Virtual Reality to Teach 
airmen how to paint. This is a very interesting article because according to the uh, article says that it seems like, you know, uh, the, the paint on the aircraft construction is really, really important. If you paint too much, it will add the the weight for the aircraft, for the, you know, for the aircraft, for, uh, yeah, uh, in military. But if you paint too less, it will uh, increase the corrosion. So, yeah, so you have to paint just right. But um, if you train the airman uh, using the real materials, it will uh, increase the hazard to the environment. Right. We don't want, you know, people get a lot of, you know, like environment, uh, get a lot of pollution or something. So they use a uh, they use VR to teach the airmen how to paint properly on the aircraft. So it's very interesting. So uh, if you can see my screen, pretty much there's a, a guy uh, wearing military uh, soldier clothes and then wearing um, he's wearing uh, HTC Vive and but instead of a controller, he is using paint gun, the, the gun uh, spray paint. And then, so how, how does it work? Uh, pretty much uh, if uh, inside the simulation, every, the, the aircraft is green, in green. But if you use the controller or the uh, spray paint, uh, you paint it in the right amount, you will show it in blue. But if you pr pr uh, spray paint it too much, it will become red. So yeah, so which can this can help the airmen to paint in the right amount uh, to the aircraft, and it can train and reduce the cost. And also, uh, you know, like uh, training, um, you know, uh, your air like the airmen uh, in a safe environment. Yeah. So as for the news, do you guys have any thoughts? Any comments, any feedback? Yeah, anyone can mute. Uh, 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 mute. Hey, Ethan. Um, I think, uh, yeah, this, this has some great application. Um, you know, simulation does, like you spoke to cost efficiency um, and, you know, environmental uh, hazards. Um, and workplace hazards as well, and just so simply, you can you can break down um, all of those by uh, a simulated training environment, right? And it's cool how it even goes so far as to um, understanding how much of the paint you're applying. I guess in this particular scenario, right? How much is too much, or how much is too little? Um, those type of nuances in the in the milestones to complete the task um, are important. And it sounds like, you know, just even having tech to be able to measure that um, is pretty cool. So I wonder what other applications they have that they aren't telling us, you know? <laughs> any <thoughts? military. laughs> yeah, any thoughts? Oh, Stephanie, do you wanna say something? Oh, no, sorry, I pressed the mute button wrong. Yvonne, do you want to share your feedback for the news? The the airman uh, using VR, you know, like uh, the military using 
VR to train airmen to paint right among on the aircraft. Hi, thanks. I was just looking over um, the article about it. It's interesting. I had um, I had kind of looked around before and seen. Um, I was surprised initially, kind of by like how many training applications um, I had seen um, as like a potential use of AR and VR. Um, I think yeah, the economics of it are. I, yeah, I guess it's like the economics and kind of like also uh, stuff and pointed to like the level of risk um, for like these industrial applications where um, there's like it's hard to train people in a real life environment um, and the consequences of training them badly or like not training them at all are like very high. Um, so it's kind of, yeah, I think I'm still wrapping my head around kind of like the situations where this makes sense. I was noticing in the article that it said like, um, like the spray gun training system costs like $32,000, um, which seems very high. Um, and I wonder if that, like how much bespoke hardware is involved. Cause it sounds like, um, there's yeah, like some custom sensing. Um, but yeah, I just, I kind of wonder about like, you know, the size of this like market and also like how this stuff scales. I remember also seeing um, some sort of like more bite-sized uh, examples of like AR training um, and TeamViewer of all places. They have a um, like a help mode that they were sort of pushing where you can like um, like call someone and they can show you like how to change and not change a tire on your car um, or something like more low stakes. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I guess I'm like the, the conclusion is just like yeah, I'm surprised by this, um, by the prevalence of this training stuff. Um, but yeah, it's I feel like it's yeah, it's it's very interesting and it seems like it's it's been going on for for a while, but only in these situations where um, you know there's a lot of risk involved or um, yeah, they're like expensive equipment is already being used. Actually, I'd like to add to that too, because um, I can't remember if I've met him in person yet, but um, they were in the works of building like a, was it a, I think it was a VR training simulation for football players. So basically to reduce the um, injuries that I believe the quarterback, I'm not good with football, but um, basically the guy who throws the ball and um, just kind of testing, you know, um, or, or helping him to to be better at uh, concentration when um, the other players are starting to rush him. Um, and so uh, by reducing the amount of physical practice and putting it into AR or VR, um, that definitely helps, uh, you know, with the lifespan of the, the player and the injuries to them. Um, and uh, I just thought that was pretty interesting. And I think they, they were adding like uh, haptic haptic sensors, is, if I'm correct with <laughs> that vocabulary. But basically, the, the football player would be able to feel when um, he gets like tackled in VR. So I just thought that was interesting too. Um, yeah. Sure. Uh, yeah. Thank you for uh, Stephanie, Yvonne, um, share, share, sharing the experience. And then, yeah, 
Um, I think as for what Yvonne uh, mentioned that 30K for development is expensive. But as far as I know that if you want to uh, produce or develop um, a small or like marketing um, AR app is at least 50K to 80K. Yeah, that's kind of a normal range if you want to hire a small agency to produce an AR app for your marketing. And a lot of big companies, they have much, much more budget than those. At least, uh, I would say a few few hundred K or a few million dollars for, for marketing. And as for 30K, I think it's a pretty, it's a fine price. Because as far as I know that, uh, if you want to build, um, uh, you know, a, a platform or a software, it's much more than this number. Yeah. And then um, it can not only, you know, like this one, you can reuse it over and over again. And as for the real paint, it might, you know, you might need to purchase it again and again. And if, you know, like aircraft, it's pretty expensive. The material is expensive. Once you pan it round, then it might, you know, hard, it, it might cost more to redo it. So this is kind of like a one-time price. And, uh, you know, in the future, you won't need to have more extra pain or waste any waste um, and aircraft or uh, material. So uh, personally, I think this price is pretty good. Yeah, so it's just personally, yeah, maybe it's too expensive. Yeah, okay, cool. Thank you so much, everyone. And then uh, the third news, the last news is that it's, uh, it's um, news uh, las.com, uh, news at las.com. So, oh no, so it's called new at, at uh, atlas, atlas, new atlas.com. Okay, so. Yeah, the title is called HTC Targets Professional with Two New High-End Vive VR Headset. Uh, it's written by Debbie Neal. Okay, so uh, we all know that HTC Vive um, is pretty amazing. And then right now they have Vive Pro 2. And Vive Pro 2, the resolution is 5K. Uh, they say it will reduce the motion sickness, but I think the most important thing for motion sickness is the latency. So I don't know 4K or 5K, whether our eyes can tell or not, but I think, yeah, it, it can definitely reduce a little bit, but I think 5G might, might help more. Uh, and uh, as for HTC Vive Pro 2, you still need, you don't need the base and controller, but you need uh, the, the plug, the plug to your plug into your PC. Which I think, yeah, I mean, still you, you you cannot run too far because you need to plug to your PC. Yeah, and they say everything will become much more high end, including like a 3D special uh, high race audio uh, to the headphone. Yeah, and then they have another one. Uh, yeah, and, and the Vibe Pro 2 has said it's around seven. 750. And if you want to have the whole package, it's around the same price as before. It's around $1,400. And then if you want to, you know, uh, lower it down to more like quest level, you can do HTC Vive Focus 3. They have Focus 3 and it's uh, completely uh, independent, no PC required. And uh, the resolution is fine. It's like, uh, you know, the, it's like, 2400, uh, 
2448 by 2448 pixel. And uh, yeah, so it's kind of like a standard um, uh, stuff. And then I think, um, yeah, it's, it's kind of like, uh, they are kind of like uh, competing with uh, Quest. Uh, anyone has any thoughts on the new headset, uh, Vive Pro 2 and uh, the Vive Focus 3? Yeah, any thoughts? from when it first came out and I have to say that um well I, I'm I have the lighthouses so I guess um, that plays a big part in less of the motion sickness so is the are you saying that the pro um these two new ones are uh they don't have the the lighthouses you just plug it into the computer right Dominic? Yeah, it seems like that. They reduce a lot of stuff and then they sell, you know, the the the, the headset is just uh, seven seven hundred forty-nine without you know the base and uh, yeah the, the, the base stations and without controllers. But if you want them, you might need to add up and it will become fourteen hundred around. So I mean uh, they are trying, but yeah, I mean still yeah. Okay, cool. Interesting. Yeah, I think like maybe it, it's on the side of uh, the developers too, because you know owning owning a vibe. I played a lot of video game, a lot of games on there, and um, the, there's been like maybe one, one or two games where I got like super motion sickness. But for the most part, the other games I can definitely um, stay in for you know at least an hour. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. I'll just um, I'll second that uh, motion sickness and and how important it is um, latency, right? That that frames per second. Um, that it's it's just critical. So if they can bump that up. Um, you know, Dominique, you mentioned like four K versus five K. You know, if our eye can really see that difference that close up, um, but it but it's that hidden variable of, of refresh rate and uh, latency that we can really reduce the, the unseen or the um, that, that, that stuff that builds up that makes you sick. Um, so I'm really excited for that. And it sounds like they're, uh, they're trying to compete in this middle ground, right? So Oculus came out and then Facebook was like, all right, Oculus, you're mine. Uh, and then they kind of like, they messed up, I feel. And this is just my own personal opinion. I, I feel like they really screwed up when they forced people to have a Facebook account in order to have this Oculus Quest 2 um, or whatever model it was. And then they backpedaled and they said, okay, well, if you don't want it, you can buy this higher price point. Um, but really, it's like it, you sell to the masses to live with the classes, right? I think it's the whole adage. Um, and they had, they had this really low price point, this awesome mobile Quest you know, I, I had one that I was developing on. I, I returned it because I wanted a more powerful system, and, and thank God by or Valve Index came along. Um, that just, you know, is still, in my opinion, at the top of the game. Um, but at least Quest got me into development after seeing Vive's uh, demo. I, I played around with that was my first intro to VR was with the Vive, um, and I was I was floored. I was amazed. I remember having that aha moment 
where my friend took me to outer space and he, he showed me Earth. And I thought, oh my God, I feel like I am not on Earth anymore. I literally feel it. And it blew my mind. And, and I got, you know, why people like it and why people want to do it. And it's, it's a shame that um, at this point, it's not as accessible. 750 bucks is a lot of money still, but at least that price point is reducing. And they're being smart about it too, that, that modular, modularity about it. You know, you can buy on the lighthouses or heck, who knows, maybe they'll come out with gloves or, you know, some shoes or, or some stuff that you can kind of build your own kit versus, you know, the, the Valve Index, which is, hey, minimum price point is a thousand bucks, take it or leave it. Um, it doesn't have that kind of build as you go system. But I could be wrong, they, have, they could have changed. Um, so I think this is good news for, for um, five for HTC that they needed to have something new to market um, because they did so well way back when, uh, and I think they're they're in that sweet middle ground spot right now um, in trying to cater to uh, to people who um, find the barrier to entry uh, cost wise as as too high for them, um, and of course it's going to be until tech gets you know better and better that to reduce its price to like, you know, yeah, a kid can sell a few lemonades and, and go buy a, a, a VR system or something. So I think we're, we're decades away from that. Um, not only normalization psychologically, but also hardware wise. Uh, and I think this is a, a step in the right direction for Vive. Um, all right, <laughs> I'll get off my soapbox now. <laughs> yeah, that was really good, I like that. <laughs> Thanks. Any thoughts? Thank you for Stefan and Stephanie's share. I think, yeah, I mean, for me, I my, my first VR experience was Gear VR, but I went to um, uh, like the, the expo, um, like uh, CES Expo back in 2017 or 18, I forgot. Um, that was my first time trying Vive. And I was so amazed, just like Stefan said that, um, you know, I saw a big whale, right? And in the deep ocean, and I can feel that I am I was really in the ocean. So yeah, that really blows my mind. And I feel like, you know, HTC Vive is so good. And especially because it's probably manufactured or it's a Taiwanese brand. So I feel, I don't know, it's just maybe it's, I don't know whether there is a data shows that or not, but it fits my face much better than Oculus. Yeah, I feel like my face is, I feel like I, um, when etched, when I wore uh, HTC Vive, I don't feel, you know, like the, the, um, you know, the, the, because when I wear um, Oculus Quest uh, or like Oculus in uh, Rift, uh, the headset will keep falling down. Yeah, and then, yeah, I think HTC Vive, I didn't have that problem back then. So I really think HTC Vive can definitely, you know, um, yeah, because right now everyone is using Quest. Maybe it's because it's cheaper, but I know a lot of, you know, game developer or uh, hardcore gamers or, you know, people who are really into um, VR, they have Vive. I have Quest, I have my Quest 1 and I, I mean, it's 
probably it's it's good on its price and it's pretty much functional. But I still think that um, Vive is probably uh, the experience is much better. Of course, it's more expensive. Yeah. Uh, any thoughts, Yvonne? Do you have any feedback? Um, yeah, I mean, I not as much as that and staff as our other uh, uh, collaborators today. I, um, yeah, I, mean, I think, yeah, in terms of price, um, it does seem like this is definitely something that's aimed at like a more sort of commercial market. And it is like, I guess it's, I think in some ways it's good that um, HTC is sort of developing for that because I feel like the economics of that um, may be allowed to deal with some of um, the like the the challenges of using the actual device. We kind of talked a little bit about um, comfort. Um, you know, in these environments where people are able to pay more for a headset, um, you know, and get a lot of value out of you know, for instance, like a VR training experience. Um, I think it's I think it's kind of good in some ways um, that there is an option that's exploring like how can we make this experience um, you know like lighter, more comfortable more seamless, um, you know, I think also it's like equally important to have like, you know, somebody exploring how do we do something that's like really affordable for everyone. Um, so yeah, I think I also am super interested too to follow up on, I saw HTC, um, yeah, they're changing some of the input devices as well. So yeah, super curious to see, um, yeah, what's, uh, what the updates there are too. Oh yeah, and I just thought about this too. I was like, oh, it is a smart move to, to charge this much because um, it kind of reminds me of like back when the first iPhones came out where everything was a lot more expensive and you know the developers use that as a way of like a kind of a crowdfunding type of thing where they would use the profits from those and then just start iterating on more and more, um, yeah, more and more, uh, what is it? styles, I guess. But uh, yeah, I, I'd agree. It's a, it's a smart choice to go that route and charge more. Uh, yeah, thank you for, for, for everyone's share. And then, yeah, so this is today's news. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for joining me today and uh, hope to see you all on Monday. Thank you so much. Yeah, nine o'clock. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. And it was so nice to meet you. Yeah. Yeah, very nice to meet you too. Yeah. Have a good day, guys. Yeah, have a good day. Thank you. Bye bye. Thanks. Bye. 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 Okay. Thank you so much, and uh, hope to see you guys on Monday. Bye bye.